welcome to the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. Peace Church exists to glorify God and make disciples by helping everyday people experience life change through Christ-centered relationships. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast as we celebrate life change through the ministries of Peace Church. Welcome back to the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. This is episode 17 with Amos Dillard. I'm your host, Brad Perry, the mobilization pastor here at Peace, and we're excited to have Amos with us. Uh, Just if you don't know who Amos is, we've partnered with Amos for about the past five years now to help him start Grace City Church in Irvine, California. So we're excited to have him. He's going to share a little bit about that, but also about what's next for him. So Amos, if you would, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Thanks, Brad, for having me. Uh, We are super pumped to start the next uh, adventure with our family. Our family, there's five of us, so Melissa and I, we got married in 2009, so we're going on, we just celebrated 11 years of marriage, and we have Ellie Mae, who's 10, Addison, who is 8, and then Aiden, who's 3. I gotta keep track of everybody. Um, And so we we grew up in North Carolina, Charlotte area of North Carolina, and then served there as student pastor in our home church for seven years out of college, and then got called to, and invited to go to Irvine, California to be the family pastor there and helping to plant Grace City Church. And so we've done that for the last, uh, going on five years now, been a part of that process, and it's been an amazing journey. Uh, a little bit about our family, we love sports, We're out, we love the outdoors, and uh, honestly, we just love to have a good time, and we find that everywhere we go. Yep. And uh, side note, Amos is a huge Duke fan like myself. Boo. Tar so, all the way, baby. Yeah, that, that's the only thing that we have. The only criticism I have of him is that he is a Tar Heel fan. <laughs> but I guess we won't hold that against him too much. But, uh, man, we are excited. So, as he said, we partnered with him to help plant Grace City Church in Irvine, California, Man, it's really cool to see what's been going on there. We, as a church, we've taken two different groups there uh, to help serve. Uh, but we brought you on here because there are some next steps for you. And, we're man, we're so excited about it. So our mission at Peace Church is uh, to help, help everyday people experience life change through Christ-centered relationships. And part of that vision is uh, we want to be a church that is planting churches. And you're actually coming along to help us fulfill that mission as a church. So if you would, just share with us what's next for you. And why do you have a desire to plant a new church? Yeah, like I said, we're, we're pumped about this. We are, um, God is calling us to go and to plant uh, another church in, in uh, Chula Vista, which is San Diego area of California. And our family, we've been a part of, like I said, the part of the process of helping to plant Grace City Church in Irvine, California. And honestly, the, the intent was never or let me say this, we wanted to go and, and be a part of the team and help plant Grace City. And the, the goal of planting Grace City was to plant a church that could plant churches. So that's always been the intention. That's always been the goal. And, um, and, but we didn't know how that was going to happen. Like we didn't know um, who was going to lead that. We didn't know when that would happen. And honestly, God just began working all that together. And last May... He really put on our hearts um, to start this process, and when I say our hearts, I mean like you know mine and Melissa's. And we began praying and fasting over this, and we go to we went to Stephen, our lead pastor, and said, "Hey, we feel like God's calling us to go and play another church." And and so he prayed, he fasted with us, and he affirmed it, and uh, and then we started that process of saying, "Okay, well, 
God saying yes to this and what can we do to do this well? So that's the process we're in right now is just that process of getting everything prepared. We just announced that we're going to go plant another church in in California and then we're starting that process now of making that transition happen and and building our team and everything like that. So we're looking to make create a disciple making relation uh, disciple making movement in San Diego area and plant a church in the spring of 2022. That's awesome, man. So what was it about the San Diego area and specifically Chula Vista that uh, you chose that as the next location and the next place to plant a church? Yeah, I love this question. We get asked this all the time. Um, so in May of 2019, Stephen and I, we were at a conference in uh, Bakersfield, California, and there we were just having conversations and with other pastors and things in between the sessions and meetings. And there was a pastor um, from Chula Vista. He was an older pastor, and he was just sharing his heart for his community, his area, how it's exploding with growth, how it's unchurched and everything, and uh, and all the needs and potential there. And he was talking about he would love to see a new work come in and to help in reaching their community. And so he was just talking about it, and I, we could hear his passion, we could hear his heart, we could. Um, it, it definitely is one of those where that conversation just kind of stuck with us. And so Stephen and I, as we're traveling back to Irvine after the conference, you know, we're just kind of like we're talking through everything that we heard and and things that stuck out with us. And we said, man, that that opportunity there in Chula Vista, San Diego area, that sounds like an incredible opportunity. And we just asked the question, who do we know that we could um, reach out to or invite to consider going there to plant a church? And we knew that, you know, it's only an hour and a half south of Irvine. So we knew that we could, Grace City could be a strong partner with planting another work there that the pastor that's that was currently there they wanted to help support that work and be involved and so we just we saw man this incredible opportunity well and asking that question who could go there honestly i felt like god was saying amos i want you to go mm. but that's kind of scary to say you know out loud so i didn't say it out loud i just kept it to myself i want to make sure that was of god and not my own desires and so i go home and i just talk with melissa and i tell melissa you know the conversations and things that happened at the conference things that we learned and all that kind of stuff and i just shared with her the opportunity there in san diego but i did not say i feel like god's calling us to go and two weeks later melissa comes into the living room and she says amos she says you know what i can't get off my mind and i said san diego and she said yep Hmm. so i said well this is what I felt God selling, saying to me. And so what I think we need to do now is we need to continue praying over this because God's doing something in this. We need to continue praying over this. We need to talk about it. We need to um, you know, ask questions and all that kind of stuff. And so we began praying and talking about it over the, last, over the next two or three weeks, and then that's when we went to Stephen with it. So um, in that time, we... We began researching. Of course, as you're praying, you're, you're researching and things, and we found that 46%, only 46% of that community, which is a city of about 270,000 people, only 46% consider themselves religious. Only about 13% of those religious people are evangelicals. Mm. And then even less than that, it's, it's only like 5% of those evangelical um, professing Christians even go to church. So it's a highly unchurched area highly unreached area, but
but it's exploding with growth. It's it's, a, it's booming. People are moving there, um, you know, every year, and so it's like so much potential and reaching so many people that are far from God. Yeah. So obviously, when you decide to go plant a church, it doesn't happen next week. Right. So. Let's kind of walk through your timeline a little bit for what it's going to take to be able to plant this church. Now, what's your target date? You know, obviously things can change, but right now what you're thinking, I know for us, uh, you are starting a church planner residency mm-hmm. with Peace starting this month, and it's a nine-month, uh, really just training, um, a pre-launch of the church. But just kind of walk through us a little bit. What is your timeline for planting this new church? So my role and position at Grace City will stay the same through December. And that's something that I'll continue to oversee the family ministry at Grace City uh, through December. Ideally, we would have somebody to uh, come in and replace and, and oversee the kids. The goal is to have someone to oversee the kids ministry part starting in January. And in January, from January to May, my role at Grace City will go to 50-50. So that's, I've already, there's already been, the process has already started to plant in Chula Vista. We're already, we're building partnerships like, you know, with Peace. Um, we've, we've lined up things with North American Ministries. We've started the process with, you know, We Start Churches, all that kind of stuff. So we're building these connections, these partnerships right now. We're getting some training early on. We're going through assessment and all that kind of stuff. Um, but that really kicks into high gear starting in January because I'll be able to devote more time to that. So January to May, there'll be fundraising, there'll be more training, there'll be prepping. You know, we're building our team, we're we're um, training, we're investing in our team, we're leading leaders, and then we would move there June first. And when we move there June first, that's where we're on the ground. We're very intentional with building relationships. Um, getting to know the community, serving the community. There, Then we'll start, at some point, we'll just start start small groups where we're, you know, disciple-making relational groups um, and, and all that kind of stuff, leading up to previews. Uh, ideally, if, if things stay as is right now, the plan is to start a preview service, uh, find a location, start a preview in December of 2021, and then do a couple of preview services January, February, March, and then launch the spring Ideally, we would launch two weeks before Easter and use Easter as a big comeback, and we would be doing comeback events in between. So that's kind of like the timeline of working towards launching in the spring of 2022, but it all starts now. Yeah. You know, so. so I mentioned it right before that um, now you're starting a, a nine-month residency with us. You know, it would be great if you were here for nine months, right. but it, it wouldn't make sense for to, for you to move from Southern California to North Carolina, and then right back to Southern California where, where you're trying to plant. So, you know, part of what we want to do during your residency is um, build a team from peace. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're praying and we're asking God to, to get families and individuals that will pack up and that, that will move to Chula Vista, California with you to help this church get started. So we will be bringing you on every six to eight weeks you'll be in town. I know in November your entire family will be here, so that's going to be exciting for us just to get to meet Melissa and the kids. Um, but just as we were thinking about building a launch team out of Peace Church, um, what are some ways that you can use people from Peace as uh, launch team members to help start this church? First of all, you know, let me even just say how great is, you know, Peace, the Peace Church heart behind this is phenomenal. You know, being willing to say we want to not only support and planting, we want to be a part of, you know, that and sending families and everything. And that for a church planter, a person leading, or any anything, you know, that is 
with this idea of making disciples, you know, if, if you're able to go in with a team of people, it does so much more for it to have a healthy start, to be relational, to, um, I mean, there's just so, so many great things that happen because of having a team and working towards that. So I love the fact that Peace Church is so open-handed and pushing towards that, first of all. But um, what that does for us is, you know, it's, I kind of compare it to, or they say church planting is kind of compared to you, uh, you, you're, you jump off a cliff and you're trying to build an airplane before you hit the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's kind of how it feels sometimes. Well, what we're trying to do and thinking through that is like, okay, we know we're jumping off this cliff and we're, tr- we're building this airplane, but we need, some, we need some parts, right? We need some good parts that we know that work that we can put together and build this airplane. Obviously, God's building it, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, build this airplane before we hit the ground, so to speak. So we're looking for those parts. And the thing that, you know, we would love to invite Peace Church and, and honestly anybody into considering is like, how can we leverage our time, talents, and treasures and go in and making disciples and helping and create this movement where we could go in as a team, we could have more people building relationships faster, farther, um, you know, multiplying, all that kind of stuff and, and building these relationships and leveraging those to not only make disciples, but also in launching a church. And so, you know, if I think about it, you know, the different com- ideas that could happen, you know, we, we're talking make potentially like an internship, if you're interested in that, especially if you're a college student, maybe you're, you know, uh, uh, you're, you have an income where you can work a job, you have a type of job situation that's flexible, you can work from anywhere and saying, hey, I can, I can live there and make disciples and support my family in my job. I don't even have to transfer anything. Maybe you're an empty nester, you know, and, and you got the ability to make some changes and go live in Southern California, uh, which is a great place to live. Like we love it. They say, you know, love where you live and launch, launch where you you know live. And, and we, we absolutely love it. It's a great place to live. Maybe you had that freedom, maybe you retired and you have some investments and things that you can put towards and give some time. So we're thinking maybe like two year commitment, a five-year commitment, or maybe indefinite. Maybe you love it so much you just want to stay. And the different things that you can do is, you know, basically we're looking for people um, and not positions. So we're not looking, uh, we'll personally hire and invite staff um, and we'll build that. So one of the things I always want to be clear with people talking about our launch team is we're not asking you to come and to lead our kids ministry. Now you may do that. We may see that potential in you. We may talk to you about that. That'll be a personal invite. What we're talking about is would you consider moving and living there to build relationships and to leverage, you know, what what your talents are in helping a young church who honestly going in, we don't have any of that. We don't have the people, we don't have the resources, we don't have the talents and abilities and saying, I can come and not only live here and help you reach people and build relationships, but I can also have this talent that I can give you that can help you to to start well to pursue excellence, you know, all that kind of stuff that an established church would have probably over an extended amount of time. Giving us those resources is just invaluable. Mm -hmm. Man, that's great. So at this point, um, people at Peace, they've heard you preach three times on Sunday morning. Uh, We had our interest meeting last Sunday night. So what would you say to those people that maybe they're wrestling with it? Like as they heard you preach on Sunday morning or they, you know, were in the interest meeting, like God was working on their heart and then maybe doubts were coming in. Like, what would you say to that person that's just wrestling with whether or not God would be calling them to go to San Diego or Chula Vista? Yeah, the first thing I'd say is that's normal. Like, uh, you know, something like this is something you definitely wrestle with. It's not easy. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to come to grips with. 
Uh, I understand that. My family did that. So we were, you know, obviously we weren't the lead planters going out. We were the associate family pastor. And Stephen and Lauren, they approached us and asked us to pray about this and consider it, you know. And uh, and so I know what that's like. I know what it's like to come to that idea of do I want to go and join a team in moving to California and understanding the weight of what this decision means for my family, extended family, what this means for how am I going to support my family, all that kind of stuff. And the best advice that I would give anybody is to take two weeks to pray and fast. Hmm. And I know that sounds super simple, but I think it's the most Christ-like thing we could do. And just take two weeks and just like be serious about it. Pray and fast over it. And during that two weeks, write out all of your concerns. Write out all the reasons why you feel like you couldn't go. And it, as you pray about it and as you're fasting over it, <clears throat> I think after two weeks, here's what I know. If, if you feel that God is still leading you into pursuing this and asking more questions, I promise you everything on your list, he will do. Hmm. He, will, he will provide. But it is out of a step of obedience first that he provides everything that you need if if you're looking for if you're the personality type which again i can totally understand but if you're the personality type that has to have everything answered before you say yes then i heard a guy explain that one time he said that's like running errands for god and god didn't call us to run errands he didn't just give us a to-do list to go do he told us to obey and live by faith and he would provide and so i really believe that and i'm not strong-arming anybody into saying yes Um, i'm only saying if you pray about it and you fast over it for two weeks, write out all your concerns, and you feel that God's still leading you, you're still considering this, you're still asking questions, then understand and just trust and know that he'll meet all those needs. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, man, as we wrap up this portion of the podcast, how can we be praying for you as you prepare to plant this church? You know, Melissa and I, we knew, um, and I was talking to Carl Bradshaw about this um, recently and I just told him I was like you know we knew when we said yes to this we knew it's just you know you're on the front lines you're putting yourself on the front lines spiritual warfare is real Hmm. Um, we've already seen some of that we've experienced some of that you know just some issues come up and cost you know unexpected you know financial issues and um, even health concerns you know um, some things and so I just say all that this to say you know pray that we be protected and that we could have the strength and endurance and peace that only God can give and I'm very serious about that like it's a very real thing even people that are considering going just know that like you're putting yourself on the front lines and I'm very open about that um also for us you know we're building a team pray that a team will go with us we want to go down we want to go down with the right we want to go in with the right people that are passionate about it and obviously it's not about the size of the group but we just know you know, if we have a good group, a good size, we can reach more people faster, which is the goal for Christ. Um, and then decision-making, man, God's already been working. He's already opened up so many doors. Like, I mean, like I even said, you know, with Peace Church and and uh, some others. And, and God's working tremendously. We just need wisdom in making decisions on how to continue moving forward because it's all about, I love, you know, even Psalm 23 says, you know, he'll lead us in the right path for his namesake. And that really has been our prayer from the beginning is, Lord, just give us wisdom and, and continue to lead us down the right path, all for your name's sake. And uh, we need prayer for, for that wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll be praying through those things 
Um, man, before we get out of here, one of the things we like to do on this podcast with our guests is just ask uh, just some personal questions, kind of rapid fire questions, just to get to know you a little All bit. Right. So this is, this is off script. You don't know what's coming. This is my favorite part of these things. <laughs> um, so number one, did you have a nickname growing up? And if so, what was it? Famous Amos. Everybody oh, yeah. pretty much called me Famous Amos, so... That's uh, the easy go-to. Yeah, for sure. And are you still called Famous Amos? By people back at home. Yeah, yeah for sure. Awesome. All right, so you're going to San Diego, uh, home of Comic-Con. So was it Marvel or DC? Marvel all the way. There so we go. We're I big like Marvel it. fans. Matter of fact, we started watching a lot of them with the kids. So, yeah. And that's a kind of COVID brought that along. Kind for of started sure. that process. So oh, yeah. And, and Disney fans. Plus has helped with that. That's definitely helped, for sure. <laughs> all right, what book? other than the Bible, has most influenced you? Man, I love J.D. Greer's Jesus Continued. It was one of the best books I ever read on just the Holy Spirit and just that process when Jesus left. He said, it's greater for you that I go. Mm. That Unpacking that mindset, like how in the world is that greater yeah. than Jesus leaves? You know, it's because the Spirit comes. Uh, that was really foundational for me. Of course, you know, I think Crazy Love, Francis Chan, that's probably a go-to for a lot of people too, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely say Jesus Continued. If you haven't read it, go read it. It is phenomenal. And then, obviously, I loved Crazy Love, and that really started giving me more of a just a passion for the things God was passionate about. So. Yeah. Say something in a foreign language. Ni hao. There we go. I figured you'd go Spanish, man. You're going down there to Chula Vista. <laughs> I said, yeah. Um, I went Chinese. There you grand. go. Uh, ni hao Kailan, right? Um what hobby would you get into if time and money weren't an issue? Well, I love golf. I'm already into golf, but I would definitely yeah. golf more um, for sure. Um, I like the idea of surfing. Honestly, I haven't done it yet. Yeah. But a big part of the reason is, I mean, it's, it's not an expense. Obviously, right. you can buy a Costco board pretty cheap and get out there. It really is a time. Like, you mm-hmm. got to load up. You got to get out there. I, I probably would explore the surfing option. Which is really hard, by the way. If you've never done it, come out to California and try it. Yeah, you'll be really close because <laughs> you're right there. At San it's Diego, really hard. So. Yeah, of course you're not far from Huntington Beach either, right now. Yeah, so. we got good spots for sure. For sure. Uh, what is the title of the current chapter of your life? Stop cheating. Sorry. What is the title of the current chapter of my life? Yeah. Um, I'm going to still. I'm going to go Frozen too on this one. Into the unknown. Yeah. That's Can what you I sing feel. it? Anthony Unknown! That's uh, beautiful. That was my Olaf impression. <laughs> That's right. Um, all right, if you could sit down over coffee with anyone, living or dead, other than Jesus, who would it be? I'm a huge Tar Heel fan, so I'm going to sit down with Dean Smith. Yeah. Um, the last dance was pretty awesome, so I'm mm-hmm. going to probably throw Michael Jordan in that. I think he's interesting. For sure. Uh, especially after watching that documentary, but... Dean Smith, um, I'm a huge Kyle Ripken Jr. fan. I'm going to go sports for a lot of this, but I, I would like to talk with him. And then probably like historical figure, you know, Abraham Lincoln or somebody yeah. like that, just to talk through what they were going through during that time. Um, I mean, the, just the struggles, the leadership, the adversity, you know, um, kind of behind-the-scenes things that probably is not recorded in history. Give yeah. his personal account, that would be pretty cool. That would be cool. Um, wrapping up now, two more questions. What is your favorite junk food? Ooh. Favorite junk food. Um, I like, I'm hard because I like everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally, I eat everything. Um, Melissa's, she tries to find things that I won't eat, and I still eat it. But, yeah. Uh, so I eat everything. My favorite junk food, 
So Costco sells these things as Korean barbecue beef jerky style. And mm-hmm. I could sit down if I'm not careful, I can go through a whole pack of that and it's not healthy. So yeah. that, that would be fall under the junk food category yeah. for sure. But it's Korean style, Korean barbecue jerky. Awesome. All right, man. Last question. Who inspires you to be better? I honestly believe, and I know these are vague answers, like super general. I honestly believe you can learn from everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad is a huge inspiration for me. Um, he's quiet. He's, 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 he's the kind of guy where he doesn't speak often, but when he does, you listen, you know, he has, uh, he's taught for 30, I think 38 years wow. in a Christian school. Um, honestly, like, I don't know many people that would say anything negative about him. Like he has that type of testimony, respect, relationships with mm-hmm. people, um, among the alumni, among the current students that they know he cares for them. They know that he's always there for them, that he has their best interest. My dad's a huge inspiration for me. That's awesome. Well, Amos, thank you so much for joining us on the Peace Church Life Change podcast. If you were listening and you have questions about the church plant, please hit me up, brad at peacechurchwilson.com. I can connect you with Amos, um, but we'd love to answer your questions, especially if you are considering becoming part of this launch team or you want to know more about ways you could get involved. Maybe you can't go, but but there's other things you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd love to get you involved because there's many ways that you can help um, even without going. So hit me up on that one. Uh, thank you all for listening. Y'all have an awesome day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. We hope that you were challenged and encouraged today as you listened. Until next time, Peace Church, you are sent. Let's go make disciples.